we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once? Everything all at once. Well, I want to welcome you guys. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out at uh, Everything at Once Studios instead of Menage Erie. I'm not, I've, I've been wondering how I should say this. If I should say Menage Erie or if I should say Menagerie. Um, we we say Menagerie. 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 Um, yeah, we'll set the record straight here. So we yeah, get that question know. a lot. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good question. We chose a confusing name. <laughs> right. Uh, and we have like, we for a while used to capitalize the E. And so people would be like, oh, Menage. Eerie. Eerie. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I see why you would think that. And it's that's, like, that's on us. It's like the old, uh, that, what was the name of the, oh, that thing you do. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Oneaters. The, the Oneaters, yeah. 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 No, it's the Wonders, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My, like, middle school or, like, elementary school self really wants it to be Menage Eerie. Like, oh, Menage. Menage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice and fancy in yeah. French. Mm -hmm. um, Jess and Nick. It's so cool to have you here. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah we're super excited about this. Um, we've known you, each other for a while now, and you guys are out there doing big things with your recording, video production, sound production studio um, here in Erie. How did it, how did it get started? Well, um, when I graduated college, I went to film school. Um, I came back to Erie for a little bit, thought I needed to you know, go out to LA, do the big thing, or New York, or, or right, somewhere right. like that. Um, but you know, was just kind of getting my bearings after graduating, figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I had done an internship out in LA for an independent production company out cool. there. And yeah, it was really cool, but I just had this feeling like, you know, hey, this this market is extremely competitive, and I feel like, you know, one of my film professors said, uh, you know, film degree is the next business degree. You know, video, yeah. content marketing, everything's going digital. You know, everybody and everything is going to need video content. And so I felt like Erie was a wide open market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a passion for it, but, you know, had no idea really where to start. But um, I come from a family of small business owners. You know, my dad ran his own business. So did my grandfather and my aunt. And so I kind of already saw how that could work right. a little bit. Um, and, you know, at the time living at a home and, uh, Decided, expenses. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was working at a car dealership in the service department and, you know, just nothing but, you know, time on my hands as far as free time went. But sure. I knew I, you know, wanted to do something in film. And um, so I set up a studio above my parents' garage. And, um, and at the time... Um, you know, Nick and I were dating again at the time. <laughs> After leaving the round two. And a long yeah. legacy, but we don't have to get into that on this podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> different yeah. podcast. Um, but anyways, Nick and I were dating, and, and he had gone to school for business, so, um, you know, I'd never taken a business class in my life, so mm -hmm. I... Uh, you know, it was like, how do I get an LLC or, you know, do any of these things? And so Nick was able to help me with that. At the time, we were 
somewhat adamant about not actually working together because we were like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. That's that sounds that's way too dumb. much. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, we're exactly. not even married yet, and we're gonna start a business together. <laughs> right. That yeah. seems what? like a huge commitment. Right. <laughs> right. So we, you know, generally did things a little backwards, um, but you know, as things started going. Um, you know, I, I started making different connections in Erie at the time that Erie Reader was pretty pretty young, and so I was doing um, photography for them, just certain articles, things like that. But cool. that led to me making connections in the Erie community, um, and and that really was the seed of all of that. And mm-hmm. then eventually. Um, you know, after about year one, um, you know, my dad was very adamant as far as, you know, get out there, knock on doors, mm. you know, and push do, this, you know, hard or, sell, yeah. you know, and cold calling, cold calling. <laughs> and, you know, I did that for I, a while and it really was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I a lot of rejection. Oh cold calling gosh. is the worst. I've had a lot of really good luck, but I think people just <laughs> want to come on a podcast. Yeah. Well, well, and you're not and, like, they don't have to pay to right, be here. Yeah, right, and yeah. for me, I look like I'm 12 and I'm like selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and I'm like, that. but do you want to fork out like hair. $800 right now? <laughs> to make a video yeah, for you guys? They're like, uh, who are you? So, what did your first projects look like um so they were actually virtual tours yeah so for like houses well Well, for businesses okay Okay. for google this was it was it was weird because right after jess started the business um I, i think you were doing it for maybe six months and at the time i was working at like romolo's or something i don't know but and then I got my real estate license, and nothing was really clicking. And I was like, well, I'll just join you, and yeah. we'll just see where this goes. <laughs> we'll both fail together, but yeah. at least we'll have yeah. fun doing something we like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I found on Craigslist there was an ad to become a Google photographer. Okay. And I was like, what? Who's this? Like, that work for Google? That's, sure. Yeah, that's that a sounds dream, right? awesome. For a lot of people. And so I sent it to Jess, and she went through. There was like a certification process, and it was actually really good because it you had to have an LLC, you had to have all the proper paperwork, you had to have an EIN number, mm-hmm. like insurance, all that. You had to have general liability insurance, you know, like all this stuff that I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is a you thing. You need that for a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually helped, like, formalize Menagerie as a business. If we were going to be out there representing Google right. as like a Google trusted photographer, that's what they were called at the time. Cool. But yeah, it was like we did, you did a car dealership. Yeah. So my dad actually works um, in the car business. Mm-hmm. And okay. so uh, the first initial clients were, you know, some of his clients that okay. he was like, you know, hey, you virtual know, tour of a car dealership yeah sure. so it's and something. i and i yeah. had been working at a car dealership before that so um so yeah kind of started in kind of a really niche thing um but then that kind of you know that got the foot in the door for other things you know hey while i'm here doing this virtual tour maybe i'll get some you know headshots or some photos of the dealership for you to use on your website yeah. and you know kind of led up from there um but yeah, the first couple of years, it was a lot of just really, 
you know, putting yourself out there. And But what really got the ball rolling was um, attending networking events. Okay. So just meeting um, people. Meeting yeah. People. Like just yeah. getting out there and, you know, being a part of the community and Erie. And I don't know if this is necessarily the right way to do it in every market, but mm-hmm. Erie is definitely a town that everybody kind of knows everybody and they like that. You know, right. you like to go into the restaurant and like know, you know, the waiter or the owner or go into the coffee shop and you know your barista. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I feel like. I knew that that was going to have to be the case with this. It's just going out there, and it's almost like fake it till you make it. Right. You know, I felt like definitely had imposter syndrome, but I'd be out there like, you know, I'm Jess. I make videos. And, you know, from there, someone would then, you know, be like, hey, do you know anyone that makes videos? Oh, yeah, Jess. Sure. You know, so. Did it, uh, like, at the beginning, was it difficult to, like, satisfy the creative side? Being in, like, a niche market, like, I don't know, like, like it's like a passion project. Like, right. when me and him are, like... Probably not passionate about making... Virtual, virtual tours, tours of car dealerships, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not the dream, per se, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. When we yeah. when we talk about, like, guests coming on, we're like, all right, this part, you know, you guys are real cool, and this is real interesting, and, like, so it's easy to, like, feed into, like, the passion. The degree, yeah, yeah and your desire to want to do it. There was... Okay, so another passion I have that I think really is what the key to this was is this sort of like I want to beat the system Mm. and stick it to the man kind of hell yeah thing where like I didn't want to work for anybody Mm -hmm. and so even though you know some of those jobs aren't in you know even to this day aren't always necessarily like the creative passion project side of it I really enjoyed being able to say like you know i earned this on my own mm-hmm. and you know this this something made absolutely. something from nothing yeah made something know? from nothing so even those first few clients there was like a rush of just like oh my gosh i'm getting paid and i'm doing it I, for me and i made this up and i didn't have to <laughs> show know? up to a job i did not like for right. 8 hours or to make, hope for a paycheck yeah you know? or get paid that hourly and when yeah. somebody else's taking the 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 lion's yeah. share for your work mm-hmm. yeah, sure. and i think that's really cool and i like how you brought up uh the community aspect of this whole thing because i think mm-hmm. erie is really interesting in that way because it's like just big enough that it's like a city and there's lots of people and you don't know everybody but also small enough that you feel like that level of connection and that level of community and want to be a part of yeah. that especially mm-hmm. with like local businesses and who we choose to support with our dollars you know Oh, 100%. And I feel like during this time, too, there's been a huge transition in philosophy of this, you know, for lack of a better term, this old eerie way of things and this new eerie way. And I feel like what we've seen as we've grown is a lot more community and collaboration Mm -hmm. and um, in all areas. But I think... You know, the arts in specific, um, whether it's music or, you know, traditional arts, like, you know, we started this and we were one of very few people doing this. But there's there's a like I said, it's a wide open market. There's room for all of us. Plus, some of these bigger projects require building teams. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, you know, I really am a firm believer in community over competition. No and doubt. if we want Erie 
to be recognized for that and the creativity that I see here, then I think that, you know, we have to, you know, build it up together. Right. We've been, we've talked about this a lot with like a lot of our guests, how the old feast or famine slash competition mindset is Mm -hmm. no longer Mm -mm. a thing and everybody kind of works together and there's more than enough food at the table for everybody to be able to eat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and I feel, and I really do feel like, you know, Erie, it's a, it's a special place in that regard because, um, I, you know, like you said, it's it's a big enough city that there's still plenty of people out there to meet and things to do, but small enough that, you know, it, it, it's like a family. Like, we mm-hmm. got to take care of each other. Right. No mm-hmm. doubt. Do you guys, mm-hmm. did you guys, like, have a moment? I was thinking about this when you were, you were talking earlier. Did you guys have a moment or, like, a, a certain period of time where you went from, like, the oh my god is this going to work is this going to work to like now you guys are, are facilitators to like the growth <laughs> in this community stuff, yeah. you know like <clears throat> you know the fear of everything falling apart i don't think it ever goes away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like even though we're <laughs> almost 10 years in now like there is the thing in the back of your head that you're just like this could all evaporate at I mean, any a second pandemic definitely yeah, gave you know, us a little- you know yeah, like yeah. a glimpse into like how the rug could be pulled out from underneath you and you know everything could fall apart i think in the beginning that's like a constant fear is you're just like you know i don't think this is going to work what if we don't get another client what if this client we're doing right now is the very last one we ever do you you know you're just getting Mm -hmm. in your own head about it i think eventually i think you just get used to the waves and you're just you're just riding it you're like you know this month we're at the top and you know we you like top of the revenue and then next month we'll have no clients it just you yeah. know there's so much variability but yeah you just kind of learn to kind of go with it mm-hmm. go and with in those slower times that's when you got to be like okay now what can i do to work on the business mm-hmm. you know whether it's updating the website or youtube channel or the things you don't have time to do when you're when you're really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than sit there and be scared, you know, right. what can you do actively to work. to work on it? Yeah, work on the business. But I working do, in the business. I know that's like a big thing, but mm-hmm. it's very true. But like, we and we've never um, taken out any sort of like startup capital or business loan, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and even though we had the, you know mental and emotional support of our families which i appreciate sure i mean they were like hey if this doesn't work like you know we're not on the like we're not oh yeah we're not front the bill like (laughs) you're going you know there was none of that um which i appreciate that because Mm -hmm. that um you know we really did have to put all all of us into it to make it happen during those slow times do you get like personal projects that you get to work on yeah or we start entire new companies because <laughs> we're, you know, That's that pretty crazy. point to be at. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's an addiction that you get to, like, starting a business is, like, the best part. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like... Is that feel, that passion for that, like, yeah, how, you know, that, creating a new project. Yeah, creating something from nothing. Like, as scary as it is, like, that's part of the thrill of it. You're mm-hmm. like, is this going to work? Like, I don't know. This is totally new, blah, blah, blah. There's a rush you get from that. They're like, you know, 10 years into a business, you're like, 
okay, yeah, this works. Now, like, how can we, you know, Adapt get and that change and grow? Yeah, and like get that feeling again of like starting from the bottom. Well, the other thing is, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah. ah. With menageries, like you know, we we um, built a team too, so you know, it's the four. Yep. There's four of us there, and so about you know year three and four was when we started to be like hey, hey we actually we have we have work that we need more than just the two of us to do and mm-hmm. um you know and especially as a business owner it's like if you're going to continue to get more clients it's very difficult if you start to reach that threshold of like keeping up with all the internal stuff mm-hmm. and then you're like but someone's got to be out there getting the yeah. next getting project getting the next project feeding mm-hmm. the pipeline um, and so um, we actually work with Nick's sister, my sister-in-law, Leah. Um, and she came on when she um, finished school at Edinburgh in their film program. Cool. And then Greg, who's also still with us, was our first intern. And, uh, you know, he was awesome, fit right in. And, you know, now he's part of the family. Yeah, so. nice. Here we go. And I, I drive by your one sign all the time. I just realized it was you when I was creeping on your guys' websites earlier. Sure. Uh, <laughs> in Little Italy? No, uh, the one on Peach and Twenty uh, Sixth Street. Peach and Twenty Sixth. Isn't, isn't that you guys? The guy with the wiener dog. <gasps> oh uh, yeah, the Yankee so, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have a billboard somewhere. I didn't know that. Oh. I mean, that it's probably not your personal billboard, but like your your guys. One of our board. clients. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. we didn't. We didn't. We actually don't do their billboards and stuff. We only do their photography. Uh, the commercials. Their commercials. Oh, okay. commercials. Well, yeah, okay. we've been working with Bianchi Honda. You're one of our first, first like ongoing clients. We we probably started working with them about seven years ago mm-hmm. something yeah. like that That's um, awesome. yeah I feel like year three was when I would actually say we were like a business like an actual company you know <laughs> year three in a lot of ways is kind of like actually year one you know where yeah. you're like this is the first year it's like legitimate it's real and I've heard that about you know a lot of companies say like it's like once you get to year three then you can start to be like okay this is this is a this viable is a we're doing yeah. this yeah we figured it out um but yeah so and it's good to have a combination of you know the the recurring clients and people that need ongoing work and then you know and then a lot of the stuff we do is one-off as well mm-hmm. so or they might come back to it we've had clients that we've worked with and then haven't heard from them for like four years Mm -hmm. and then they'll be like hey (laughs) do you still have all the project files from that thing like i think we want to do something new but just wondering if you still have that stuff so we save everything we save everything right it's insane you like our storage solution is like an entire server and terabytes and terabytes of oh yeah space ridiculous and I don't recommend everybody do this. And even in our contracts, we we say like we we're not guaranteeing that we'll have your stuff five years from now. Mm-hmm. So if you want copies of it, we can get it to you and stuff. But we yeah we still have some of our very first work from probably Day ten one. years ago. Yeah. Those first versions. Somewhere. Tours. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're still they're still out there. How did, how did sure. you guys learn uh, to do video production? Was it kind of just a trial and error? Did you learn that in school or? <clears throat> well, you went to film school. Actually, 
everybody on our team except for me went to film school went to film school like they mm-hmm. you know but know what they're doing in high school you and i would like make videos and stuff for school mm-hmm. projects and mm-hmm. and like for me growing up mm-hmm. like we you know with my cousins and siblings we would just like to you know borrow the camera and you Go know make, make movies mm-hmm. right. yeah. <laughs> um, i feel like i got into this passion way late in life yeah, it's, it's never, it's too, never late. too late. It's never too it's late. Never though. too late for never. anything. Right. I was just thinking. I was laughing because I was <laughs> me and him just watched one of my old high school videos oh, from yeah. Academy, <laughs> so that made me think of that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that I was the best. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be a big acting superstar, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are now, In building back up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never too late. Where did you guys' name come from? Menagerie. Well, you guys had to have picked that early on when you, if you're making an LLC. Jess, yeah, Jess picked it. Yeah, it's so um, fun fact. One of my nicknames uh, within my, my core family is Naj. Okay. And it doesn't really mean anything and it has its like own spelling and everything, but it's like a uh, kind of an inside joke and things that I do whenever I'm like anything from like being like kind of annoying to like also just like you know if I decorate my room it's it's nagy or oh, okay. if I'm doing something oh you're nagging and so <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it's a know, way of being it's a right. it's a way of it's a lifestyle <laughs> yeah it's a lifestyle and so. Um, but I really liked the word menagerie, like the in with the traditional spelling, because you know I think a lot of times on a film set it's like a bunch of animals like For running sure. around and mm-hmm. you know, um, but then I spelled it, chose to spell it with a J, which is the the French spelling because it has the word nage. So it in is it. menage. Menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I totally get that. Uh, animals running around. That's what I kind of imagined in my head where it came from was like the, the word menagerie, like a personal zoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your own yeah. Little yeah. Zoo. It feels like being like, yeah, in a zoo. The ringleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and w- what kind of projects do you guys like to work on? Like what kind of thing do you mm-hmm. get excited about when somebody mm-hmm. brings to you? I mean, um, you guys made a sweet video for my buddy Tyler. That looks like pretty oh cool. yeah. Well, music videos um, are that's always near and dear because you know Nick's in a band and um, and that's the first videos that um, I ever produced in high school that ever like you know won anything or had any kind of like notoriety were music videos. So um, so I absolutely love doing everything with music and then documentary mm-hmm. is like the. Pretty my cool. passion. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Nick? You guys have won awards yeah. for that stuff too. Yeah, I've seen the Rust Belt. Yeah, the New American Day. That was that was awesome. That was real cool. Thank Amazing. You. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, bigger projects that we can really sink our teeth into. Something that takes six months to a year to put together is exciting because there there's so many moving pieces mm-hmm. and it's complicated and there's many stages to it and you know it's. I think those are the projects we like the most that we really get a lot of time with mm-hmm. to think about and put together. And yeah, so um, there's going to be a new project of ours coming out that we did uh, with the Hagen History Center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about um, immigration in Erie. And Interesting. They mm-hmm. gave us, so, you know, you said you saw Rust Belt, New Americans. Well, um, this is 
somewhat um, in a way kind of like a 2.0 of that in a sense but this one is actually geared for Erie City School students mm -hmm. so um, and it's about modern immigration in Erie so everything post 1950s cool. um, as far as immigration goes. We just had a I guess like two guests ago who was an ESL teacher English as a second language mm -hmm. teacher for a lot of the refugees that were coming in here mm -hmm. um, and Surprisingly, Erie has, well, maybe not surprisingly, maybe a lot of people know this, but there's a huge refugee population yes, in town. Yes. It's so, one of the biggest refugee cities or refuge cities yeah. in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. We're, we're like, we went through this whole criteria. Erie is actually like a, a welcoming city, which is like a certification to be, you know, have the resources required for people coming here and getting set up mm -hmm. their new lives and my mom was actually an ESL teacher oh, for a cool. long time mm -hmm. so I feel like I got really early exposure to that bit of culture going mm -hmm. into work with her and just kind of sitting in on mm -hmm. her lessons and stuff so that's a sweet project that's actually how I'm trying to bust out well not with a uh, documentary necessary but I'm trying to convince my musicians friends to let me shoot videos for them yeah. to start doing like turn everything because everything at once podcast hopefully in my my dream of dreams is to become everything at once studios and mm -hmm. i think that for me personally a way to break in that is start start doing because i music music videos because i have a number of musician friends and i have all a, a whole bunch of gear now and the software and the know-how to do it so it's really just like well, begging think, people to let me to come hang out with me for a while and make music you know it's weird but it's fun and Hopefully i think happens. there's a need to for that in the um in this market as well and um and i think it is a good way to just like you know it's it's how you show your stuff i feel like yeah mm -hmm. and you can get really creative with music videos in ways that you you typically couldn't for like maybe necessarily like client work or something mm -hmm. you can actually get into like more experimental like looks and color and all that mm -hmm. so yeah that i think that'll be cool hopefully sometime that'll that'll start to come together as uh as this podcast keeps growing yeah and uh becomes more of a part of the community at first i was like uh, we're gonna build a community and as i'm continuing to do this i'm realizing like i need to integrate into the community and not try to have my own you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's what you're add to it right yeah, you know, add to be a it. part yeah. of the community well you're sure. giving the community a voice too and an outlet right so and that and that good. was one of the big goals when we created this podcast was to like help spread that idea of community and let people know what's out here and spend time with the people that are like strong and pillars of the community that offer opportunities to the community and mm -hmm. mentorship and all those other things that are, that are going on around here to just keep Erie a cool place to be. Just a yeah. big old potluck of ideas and, and feelings yeah. and uh, just uh, showing that Erie, I bring this up all the time, I brought it multiple times, but we're just trying to add to the narrative that like when you fly into Erie and see like the it's okay to love Erie sign, which I just, I don't like. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we need a better slogan. We need a better yeah. slogan. Yeah. We do. Just like, you know, just showing people, you know, that, yeah. that listen or watch, you know. 
there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Oh, yeah. there really is. Absolutely. Yeah, really. I hate that phrase. It's okay to love your right. <laughs> because yeah. the, the implication, so <laughs> the implication is like, Everybody yeah, it's a piece it. of crap, but it's our piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, and I do. It's think, not the sentiment. Though, like, it was. It, it was there for like a reason at a certain time when people were still afraid to admit that they liked to like live here. There was like a turning point. Yeah, yeah maybe it was uncool. Like maybe like about ten years ago. But now I'm like, hey, like there's yeah. a, like an overwhelming change of narrative here mm. where we're like, no, we love here. And, and, and I feel like it's so. Uh, e- well, maybe not egotistical, but like very much self-centered to think like back in high school, probably when that high thing came out, like everybody's begging to get out of Erie. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. know, everybody's going away to college. And now that we're in our 30s, we're like starting to realize, hey, like maybe this was is not the worst place and we don't need yeah. to be hating it. And even back then, we had so many good things going on. I mean, we had a great music scene, yeah. lots of places to go and mm-hmm. things to do. And now we're able to develop that and see the progression as like our generation starts to take over and I mean you guys are definitely a you know a huge part of that here I mean you talked about like New York LA you know somewhere big go and do things and like you know that's something from I don't know if it is now I'm not in touch with the youth anymore but when we're (laughs) the you know like when we the kids you know and whatever uh but when we were younger, like Tony was saying, it was like, okay, we're going to go to college. We're going to go to college somewhere else. We're not going to mm-hmm. come back, you know, maybe mm-hmm. visit the folks on, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but, like, get out of here. Right. But so then when, like, you guys come back and make the decision to make home base here and make this your own, and that mm-hmm. just builds it up to, to make this a place that people want to, you know, stay yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, Erie's a it's a great home base. You know, I absolutely love to travel, and I encourage you know anybody who can have the opportunity to you know go see the world. You know, all of that is extremely important. But then, wherever you are and wherever you end up, whether it's Erie or elsewhere, you know, take all the good that you find elsewhere and bring it to where you are, and and leave leave right. the rest. It's like. Get inspired. Talk yeah. to the muse and see what's mm-hmm. good out there. And but no matter yeah. where you are, you you know you can find you know where you can plug into and um, and there's you know and I think Erie is definitely there's a, a little bit of something for everybody here. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely oppor- I think you got your guys' business goes to show that there are opportunities for everything out here from and like. The other, like, you have you guys have your studio, and now I see, like, other people starting to pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. people are making movies out here now, like, mm-hmm. good movies. And I think that's super cool to, to think. Because no, nobody ever thought of Erie as, like, a place where we would need a film studio. Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, one of our, our good friends, um, you know, had said before, you know, you can, like, some of these larger cities um, that are very well established, you know, he calls them finished cities. Like, mm-hmm. that's a place that you can go and, you know, you can plug in and, you know, and be a part of what already exists. But, you know, if you're someone that likes to build and create, then, you know, somewhere like Erie that is an unfinished city, you know, you can actually come here and there is space um, to do that. You know, know, you don't you don't see a film studio, make one. You know, you... 
don't you know you want to see like this kind of podcast being made you go out and you make it right and then you add to the culture versus you know in but it's okay if you're the type that wants to participate in an existing culture too mm-hmm. so yeah both are good and i like how you call it an unfinished city because there i feel like there is a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. and one of the things that i like was meditating on recently was actually like making your own opportunities you know because yeah. a lot of times people are like oh you know you need to take advantage of the opportunities that you're given and stuff like that but sometimes you need to go out and make your own opportunities and put in that legwork and mm-hmm. get out there and just do the do the damn thing yeah, you know do the damn thing. yeah yeah sometimes you know the whole fake it to make it like there's some truth to that that like if you go out there and you're like this is what i'm gonna do and you just start doing it mm-hmm. things do whether it's through the universe or whatever, like things start to just happen for you. If you're putting in the work and you're showing Mm -hmm. up and you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're giving it, you're all like things like weirdly work out. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is like a A lot of times. Do you guys believe in law of attraction? Well, I was going to say like, it's like, I don't know like what, whether it's like a belief in one thing or another, but there definitely had to be some sort of faith in something in order to, be able to sleep at night because (laughs) I feel like, you know, but, and a big part of it is growing within your means. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are just starting out, someone could give you all the money in the world and you could have all the equipment you wanted and everything. And you'd be like, I have no idea how to use any of this. I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, but you now have this high expectation that you should know how. And so when you build something from the ground up, you start with, you know, this, Maybe, you know, the first camera I had was a Canon T3i, which is a pretty basic camera. And we used that for years mm-hmm. until we basically just couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> like we've done everything that this can do. Yeah, we have maxed this yeah. out. And then finally, with the money like that we made from projects with that camera, we were able to reinvest that back in. And it's like, but now it's like we know like every single piece of equipment inside and out like it's figured it all out one piece at a time right yeah like you know and i think i don't know it goes back to the age-old adage that i love like the best indicators of luck or hard work and preparation mm-hmm. you know like you gotta put that that footwork in like you said if you get everything given mm-hmm. to you but you don't know what to do with it you're you're just as likely to squander it you know and just be yep. left with nothing so yeah exactly i think the struggle is useful like they're early that on starting the, starting the business like not having everything you need right away you have to get creative mm-hmm. and you got to be like well what do i have around me <laughs> like right. what can, how can i make what i have work until i can get to the next Mm-hmm. Goal post or whatever. Yeah. And as far as, you know, you said like law of attraction, it's like, you know, I mean, there's definitely something to that as far as, you know, I, there would be times where you don't really know where the next project is coming, but I would just be like, it's, it will be there. And right. like, it's lo like and we've behold, done everything like, we could. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then, you know, the phone would eventually ring and it would come in and, you know, and there was never, I mean, there were definitely, like, ups and down times, but, you know, we were always able to still, you know, put food on the table, like, those kinds of things. It's like, you know, it was not a glamorous lifestyle, but... I I think the biggest thing we did to set ourselves up again was just going out and meeting people and showing up 
for other people. Yeah, no doubt. Like do, doing what you can to show up for other people. Because mm -hmm. I do think that there's a little bit of like karma or whatever it is out there that like if you put out good deeds into the world, mm -hmm. either that people see that and reciprocate it or whatever it is, mm -hmm. I, I think showing up for other people, yeah. you know, gives you that that opportunity. That yeah, opportunity. You know. We try to do that with our with our a lot of our guests too. Yeah. You know what I mean? The people that come on, we support their businesses mm -hmm. or go to their shows if they're musicians, yeah. buy their books if they're an author, whatever it is, you know, it's all part of being that community and supporting each Absolutely. other. I think it definitely, you know, is exacerbated if you're a business owner or a public figure or, you know, some you'd be like, these guys are fucking jerks, <laughs> you know, like they did work for me, but then they were just assholes to us, you know, like that's, that's, that's not a good way to do Being things. a good person definitely <laughs> goes yeah, like, a long way. People yeah. definitely want you to be pleasant to work with. Right. <laughs> that right. definitely helps. So you guys just got back from a trip too, speaking of traveling. Mm -hmm. what, what were you guys doing out there? Uh, Other than enjoying so, the, the, the trip, I'm sure. Yeah, so I think uh, I alluded to this earlier, but we're kind of addicted to starting new ventures mm -hmm. uh, in a way. Uh, so we actually have um, teamed up with a good friend of ours, Brad Triana, who owns both studios. And he's a uh, woodworker, metal worker, does like physical stuff. And cool artist. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and your drummer. And he's our drummer, and he's and also cousin in law. married to my wow. cousin. So, you know, it's all together. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> we recently had an opportunity to uh, put in a, a bid together for a public art sculpture, and we wanted to do something really unique where we have kind of seen and we've experienced a little bit of this projection mapping. Mm hmm. Um, where, you know, if people are familiar with the Van Gogh immersive experience, sure. it's like projection mapping. So it's kind of been around, but I don't think Erie's really tapped into this as, as much as it, it could. And so we decided to put together a proposal where we do sort of a immersive sculpture where we'd bring these elements together. Um, and it actually worked out and we, we got the contract. So we started a new venture that we're calling Liquid Light Factory. Check um, them out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's and a website. <clears throat> we have an Instagram and a website, and Jess has been posting little sneak peeks of a very first installation we've been doing. They look super cool. We're actually going to put some on this video, too. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be able to, mm -hmm. so people have a little bit of an idea of what you're talking about right here, but it looks like really awesome stuff. It does stuff. look cool, yeah. Thank yeah. You. So, yeah, um, and, like, speaking of new things um, happening, so um, the installation that we're working on right now is going to be held at uh, Feed Media Art Center, which, uh, if you haven't heard of it, uh, it's because it doesn't really exist yet. But it is. <laughs> I was uh, wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so an old um, uh, Erieite, Benton C. Bainbridge. Um, he he grew up here, and you know he went off. He lived you know lived in New York, and you know and all over the place. Um, he uh, ended up buying a building in downtown Erie. 
um, where he hopes to house a media art center. And mm-hmm. so right now, I mean, this building was, um, it was an old furniture store. Um, it's the old Santer office supply. Yeah. Oh, um, okay, yeah. But it was in disrepair, quite and... in disrepair. And he's, yep. you know, very um, nostalgic of like, you know, the actual history behind the building and everything. So there, he's restoring it you know, back to its former glory and preserving um, as much of it that, you know, he can as far mm-hmm. as just, like, from a historical context. It's a big context. building, too. It's, it's yeah, quite several floors. Um, but it's amazing what he what he's doing there. Um, but we wanted to um, to develop this concept before, you know, while we're, we're trying to figure out how we're, um, you know, doing the sculpture and everything. So we created some prototypes and um, asked if we could do a pop-up installation there to um, kind of work with with some of our ideas. And um, and yeah, and he was willing to allow us to do that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So to bring that back around to your original question, why did we go to Europe? Um, so. As part of our research and development, you know, we were doing this prototype thing, but we also went to like the largest light festival uh, in the world called um, Signal Fest. Signal Fest, tenth mm. annual Signal Festival. Yeah, in in Prague, Czech Republic, and we went there for a few days, and the festival kind of lasts multiple nights, and you walk around and. They project on like the side of these old, you know, thousand-year-old churches and um, do crazy things with lasers. And they did a lot of stuff with like AI and all these robotics. And hmm. yeah, it was really the- cool to see. Like you know, I never really would have thought you know, like you know, in high school, like the robotics team and like those kinds of things that they're building could be applied to you art. know art mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way that yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Do you guys so. get hands-on like that in the de- development and building of these things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... Uh, yeah, I mean, Brad is like the... The mastermind. The, the, the master, foreman. Yeah, the foreman, foreman. for <laughs> that. But um, but both he of us... He tells us, cut here yeah. and do this, you know? Right. We, and we all have an interest in a little bit of all of it. So, you know, Brad actually um, and um, had studied abroad in Prague and... Um, and studied photography as well. So he's also um, familiar with the, the visual he's, side of things. He's the one that was like, hey, there's this thing called Signal Fest in Prague. Well, we should go. go. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, but it was really helpful to be able to, uh, to just see what, you know, this it's possible. Could, yeah, well, you know, out there. And it was neat because it's, um, you know, international artists were represented there so getting to see see all of that in one place was mm-hmm. neat so. at the highest level no yeah. man too yeah mm-hmm. that's serious yeah um, so and so yeah i mean for anybody listening that that does want to kind of check out what we are working on um on december 16th friday um it happens to be gallery night as well so if you're Ooh. out yes. about downtown um from seven to nine it will be at Feed, which is 1307 State Street. So right by Calamari's. Okay. In the Adult Mart. That's in the Adult Mart. Yeah. <laughs> I, know where, I know where that <laughs> is. No. Oh, okay. Now we can find it. In the yeah. Democratic headquarters. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Democratic headquarters, Feed, Adult Mart, Calamari's. It's a great It's a very block. strange block, but uh, we like it. Erie's weird like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds really cool. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be real neat just from the, the videos that I've seen. And I, I never got 
was able to make it to like any of the Van Gogh or any of the other things that were around here at the time, but it remind it's very reminiscent of those things. So if anybody's familiar with that, that's like what the kind of stuff we're talking about. And we're gonna show the video somewhere in this thing too, so mm -hmm. of yeah. what you guys have been doing. So that's gonna be awesome. December sixteenth, Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. um and eventually you're going to make like a bunch of these installations for this whole giant building or yeah so well the concept for for it um are these towers that we projection map onto um so we're still in the development phase of you know specifically how many and mm -hmm. you know all of those logistics will depend on you know where we can house projectors and things but um but that project is through um the um Erie County Redevelopment Authority, and um, it's for the EMI redevelopment site. Mm -hmm. So this will be through that, and um, and some of the plans that they have there, which um, she did say I can talk about. It's yeah, it's going. You guys in, are the first. Yeah, you're exclusive. Exclusive. Um, Nobody in Erie knows really who. Know? Yeah, what's is putting so, in the sculpture? So, um, wow. so yeah, the the sculpture is going to be going in a courtyard there that they they do hope to actually. Um, plan and develop that part of the site as a, a community resource. So whether it's for markets, food trucks, things cool. like that. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So what you guys are describing reminds me of, or like in my head, what I'm imagining is the place in Vegas that starts with a wolf or like something like that. Meow wolf. Meow no. wolf. Mm. And the place in Columbus, um, Odd World or Underworld mm, mm -hmm. or someplace like that. Yeah. But that's and the so, kind of vibes I'm getting when you guys are describing this. Yeah. And that's on like a, yeah, obviously very like, like super pro high level. level. Yeah. Well, you guys are pros, dude. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, but that's the idea is these, these sort of, um, these immersive experiences that, um, kind of so cool. put together things that are real and digital and can create sort of these, um, I don't know, these overlapping worlds. Um, another place too, that people might be familiar with is like the mattress factory oh, yeah. in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. that is very much these sort of immersive installations. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then also when you go to concerts, a lot oh, yeah. of big concerts, they utilize all this technology to create their light shows. And a lot of them do, do use projection mapping and yeah like a lot of the big djs and stuff all sure. those shapes behind them they have like crazy patterns mm -hmm. on them and they look like you're coming right at you a lot of those are just big white surfaces that are projected on mm -hmm. and that's a form of projection mapping mm -hmm. and like vjing like video djing is like a whole realm that we're looking to <laughs> actually at our at our opening i'm working on like an interactive playlist exhibit yeah where it's going to be um, there's going to be a controller that people can walk up and like play with like the colors mm -hmm. of the projection mapping and like the different patterns and the speed of things moving and animations. Mm -hmm. So, so you'll actually get to participate. In yeah. Sounds so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I love participatory art. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, hey, you designed the show. We you just know, saw like, uh, Legally Blonde, the musical on Broadway oh. the other night, and I feel like they probably, like Broadway probably uses a lot of this stuff too, like in the uh, plays, the projection mm -hmm. mapping for the background and stuff, especially when you're trying to make scenes that aren't uh, like readily available on a stage, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so the, the funny thing is, before we even got into this projection mapping thing, I had started 
going down this rabbit hole of what's called virtual production. Mm-hmm. So if people have seen the show The Mandalorian, of course, yeah, you know they didn't film it all in front of a green screen. They actually had this gigantic room that was all screens. So instead of like green screen and then in the editing program, you take the green out and replace it. Mm-hmm. This is actually like live rendered backgrounds using wow. a video game engine. They actually use something called Unreal Engine. Unreal 5. That's Unreal the, 5. That's the hot one. So it uses that. It's incredible, too. Holy shit. Yeah. So it uses that. So the person that's filming, there's no green screen. You actually see the background, and the actors are actually in the world. Very immersive. So I started looking into that and like researching. I started learning Unreal Engine mm-hmm. and doing that stuff, and then projection mapping kind of can have this, you know, sister relationship with that where you're creating these other worlds in real life that can then be turned into, you know, a video or something down the line. It's mm-hmm. it's very it's a very weird area, but it's my, super cool. My it's inner cool. nerd is like freaking out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited oh, too. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, there's so much so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in the video game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But someday down the road, this has been super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're super. Yeah. I'm super excited for you guys in this project. I am too. I think it's going to be amazing. Okay. I can't wait to check it out. I can't wait to see more stuff from you guys. And uh, we'll yeah. see you December 16th on Friday. Yeah. yeah. What time is it? To start at. Uh, ours is from uh, seven to nine, and then um, gallery night. I think it's like six to ten elsewhere. So also, it's always a good time to be downtown. You know, here right, on checking nights. all that stuff yeah. out. Yeah, there's sure. your local artists. All down State Street, so you can just bop. You know, pack up. Probably usually does something. Right. Mm-hmm. City Gallery. Yeah, City Gallery. Steve Trotsky over there is um, great people. You know, where we'll be, and then course the art museum so you could just go right down state street i know like sage four or five galleries in griswold plaza sage dance collective will be doing yeah. something oh cool nice i should bring that painting your painting my painting i should try to sell it you think so you yeah. we, we, <laughs> i made a bunch of prints of dave's headshot that he got painted for him last christmas it was almost a year ago it was almost a year ago he what i knew nice. the artist that was painting it and sneakily behind his back i made i had her give it to me first and i made a bunch of prints <laughs> and like sold them out and i, I like nice. sold like five copies of it to our friends and uh there's one on my kitchen upstairs too it's hilarious nice you should definitely we could definitely oh, yeah. hustle those you down should be there slinging yeah. some headshots. yeah <laughs> i just wanted sell the original i just wanted something to put above my mantle you know not like right. a, not, not a super ego thing it wasn't supposed to be like 10 copies out in the world yeah. but <laughs> Every, a bunch of people have them they're very proud of them it was a hot commodity we had a white elephant that i brought it to and yes. it got it was like one of the top traded <laughs> things everybody wanted this headshot nice. of dave so if anybody wants a Hit us up, Everything at Once Studios on Facebook. We got lots of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but anyway, thanks you guys so much. Yeah, we'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Hopefully all of the people out there listening will come and check it out. Thank you, mm-hmm. everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. You mean the world to us, all of our intergalactic, interplanetary, international, and uh, especially the local listeners. That's right. We love you guys. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again. Peace. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye. Later. <clears throat>